welcome to Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawarder. Now, I'm not sure if you guys heard, but a little team from Norway by the names of Anders Moll and Christian Sorm, they did what they do yet again in the World Championships last week in Rome. They won, dropping just a single set along the way in the 10-day tournament beating Brazilians Renato Lima and Vitor Felipe in the finals. And I would say it was an electrifying electrifying final, but frankly, it was just a display of the dominance that Norway has had in the past four years. Now, we didn't have Anders and Christian back on the podcast today. We're hoping to get them back on very soon as they are tremendous guests. They're really great ambassadors for the sport. For all the winning that they've done, they couldn't be any more humble, any more kind, just true sportsmen. But what we do have is our episode from 2018, which was so enlightening. And I love rerunning our old episodes after a momentous event, such as a gold medal at the World Championships. We reran our episode with April Ross after her and Alex Kleiman won their gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics. And it was incredible. And so I enjoyed re-listening to this episode with Anders and Christian because they were number one in the world at the time, which was in 2018. And they are certainly number one in the world now. They currently hold four consecutive European championship titles. They are the World Tour Finals champions. They are the Olympic gold medalists. And they are the world champions. They are holding the four biggest titles in volleyball all at the same time. It's astounding honestly. And this interview is just such a breath of fresh air to listen to such world-class athletes, such accomplished athletes, be so kind, so humble. And so enjoy our rerun episode with Anders and Christian. We are trying to get them back on the podcast again when we can get them on a Zoom, but they are quite busy and quite uh, weighed down with all those gold medals. So enjoy our episode with Anders Mole and Christian Sorum, the Beach Volley Vikings. Good to go. Good to All go. right. Well, this is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerder. We are back in our Born on the Beach studios for the first time in like a month and a half. Oof, I've it's been it. a minute. And we've got the Beach Volley Vikings here in the house. We've got Christian Sorm and Anders Mole. How are we doing, boys? Great. Very We're, good. Uh, it's an honor to be here. <laughs> yes. It's an honor to have you on the podcast. And you've had quite the extended stay here in America. So you. You came for Hawaii, and you've been here since, and you'll be standing out through Vegas. So how's the U.S. been treating you? The U.S. has been treating us very good. It's always good to be in the U.S., and especially the California part. It's beach volleyball everywhere, and we like beach volleyball, so it's a perfect <laughs> match. Yeah. Hawaii, North, Northern California, San Francisco, and then Southern California, and then Vegas. I don't think... Uh, Tough trip. Doesn't, doesn't sound <laughs> too... Tough trip, but we, we've had a lot of fun. We, uh, we have been exploring and we have also had time to uh, have a little vacation, see Yosemite, and also not only play beach volleyball, so it's been, uh, it's been a great month. And when's the last time you were home? We left home 5th yeah, of, of September. September. Okay. Mm. So do you guys have like families and everything staying in touch with them? Do, like, are they worried that you're coming back? <laughs> Not much. Yes, no, no. mom calls sometimes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Her voice. Yeah. Anders, uh, Anders is smart. He brings his brother along uh, everywhere he goes. His security guard, Hendrik, <laughs> Hendrik Mole, is here with us as well. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of stuff for these guys. Security guy is one of them. Yeah. Water boy. Pulling up these bad boys. Coach. Videographer. We got a camera over here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever they need, I'm here for, and I used to study in the U.S., so it's nice to see people again for me. Yeah, it was fun uh, seeing you back in Hawaii, back in your in your element. Yeah. You went to the University of Hawaii and played there. Um, I like uh, I like hearing your your pigeon slang. You're getting it down. <laughs> Not bad yeah. for a guy from Norway. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I'm, I'm a little better than these guys. Whenever I talk to my Hawaiian friends, like they're left out of it. Yeah, which is funny. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna talk my pigeon up too much but i've heard it's, a lot of it it's i'm pretty impressed yeah I've, I've heard a little bit but yeah i'm impressed so far yeah. if you need to brush up try has a book down there it's, uh, <laughs> really? like, pi- like pigeon yeah. for dummies yeah we got one <laughs> and, and you're also a christian's uh translator every oh, yeah. once in a while here it's been a lot better since he's been in the for a while but if he needs help then it's always different yeah. <laughs> yeah everywhere it's helping me. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Everyone needs a little help. Yeah, especially with the Instagram captions. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> shout out to Hendrik Mulford. <laughs> and Hendrik doesn't have a mic right now, so you can tell that he's 
on the he's a sharing little on a little off a little on and off <laughs> but he's got a really strong voice so he'll be fine all good and I like that you guys you've been here for a while but when we talked in San Jose I like that you guys said like part of your job was that you get to see the world so mm-hmm. you just saw Yosemite and I'm sure you saw like a fair amount of Hawaii. I know you went on a hike, I think, with what Melissa and some of the Canadians too. Mm. So like, what has been some of your, I don't want to say like favorite because you guys have been all over the world since January, but mm. some of the more memorable things that you've seen? For sure. I think Hawaii is uh, for sure special and I wish we had more days off that we can do more hikes and see more uh, places because Henrik lived there for four years and he told us it's amazing and we Wanted to see more of the great places, but we only had one day off. And uh, I we think got we, to see we got yeah. to see a lot of great places on, on that one day yeah, as well. Yeah. We, it was uh, a busy day. We uh, we got to explore the island, and uh, it was beautiful, and it was a uh, was a good time there. And uh, but yeah, we we wish we had more time yeah. in Hawaii for mm. sure. Well, hopefully. hopefully the hopefully it goes back next year. Yeah, hopefully hope we so. cross. And our you guys got to lose earlier. So you have more time. <laughs> That's true. More time to. I was stoked. Henrik was cheering against you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was sad for like two minutes, and I was like, "Yes." Very nice. And I know it's been such a long year because we started with the Hague, and then you had Fort Lauderdale. It's just been one tournament after the next for you guys. So, like, just mentally. How much does it help to take those little breaks to just see the world and sort of step off of a volleyball court? Because you don't lose early often. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a pretty rare instance in Hawaii that like you got to take a break and not be busy on a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. So how much does it help just like mentally being able to like stay in it and like stoke to see different places? Because tra- traveling can be a lot. Yeah, yeah. we. Uh, I think that's really important for for us to uh, just get our minds off volleyball for a little, little while and uh, because there is so much volleyball also in our family we talk volleyball all the time so it's really good to uh, to just get some days off when we are not playing and we, we always try to uh, go together and, and explore places um, when we were in uh, Poland and Warsaw we when we lost, we went to a Beyonce and JC concert. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was cool. And uh, that's uh, something you don't yeah, usually uh, do. But we, uh, we always try to explore the places we go around. And we, uh, we, I think that's really important to, uh, to keep our minds fresh and uh, not always think about volleyball. But sometimes it's hard also because you're tired after the tournament and you're losing, right. you're sad and you just want to be in a room. But especially Kristen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm talking by myself. But, uh, <laughs> but I think it's a good thing that we try to do something the days we, ha- we have off and to see the places and do something cool, with a, like a concert or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I remember um, playing in Norway, actually, in Stavanger. Yeah. And a few of the teams that lost early got to go up to the fjords yeah. and, yeah. like... Go up to like some crazy high cliff mm-hmm. and looking out over, and I was pretty jealous. I definitely would rather be winning. Yeah, but sure. yeah, I think they were jealous. At you have to like try to ignore that kind of stuff when you're winning, and mm-hmm. then you lose, and you're like, all right, yeah. at least make the most of this trip and yeah. go mm-hmm. out. But yeah, I would I would have thought that maybe you guys didn't get to see much this year with uh, all the winning you did. Yeah, in the uh, in the last part of the season, we uh, there wasn't much time for. Uh, anything else and playing volleyball because yeah. it went so fast and he went from the uh, one tournament to the other and uh that was also hard to uh yeah because we we had never been winning so many tournaments right. uh, in a row and uh that was a new a new thing for us this year right but we mm-hmm. handled it pretty well i think oh obviously yeah uh, well, you're currently number one team in the world, so that's uh, I think you handled it pretty well. <laughs> let's let's backtrack all the way uh, back to like when you guys were kids. Like, I mean, you basically were kids when you came on tour. Yeah, you, arguably you still are kids, uh, right? Twenty twenty one, or sorry, twenty one twenty three. Twenty one and twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty one twenty two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what what is what was the original your guys original uh, introduction to volleyball? I know the Mole family was uh, is a big volleyball family, right? Mm. How about your family, Christian? My family also played volleyball. Okay. Uh, my parents met at a volleyball court actually. Yeah. Oh. So they also, but they would they just play for fun, and I got introduced that way. And also uh, when they played, I just played with them after mm-hmm. they would finished and uh, it got more and more serious. Uh, my sport was football or soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of big in Norway 
and uh, so that was the thing I want to do professional and um, but after the years I think uh, I thought volleyball was more and more fun and I had to choose at one point and then I chose uh, volleyball and then I went to this uh, high school top hole in Norway where we met this guy and we practiced together two times a day combined with school it was a border school so it was like for boarding school, boarding yeah. school. Uh, for for us volleyball players in Norway that's the greatest uh, wow. place to be so yeah. everyone that went to this school was a volleyball player mm-hmm. and this is high school only or before that even? high school so high you're school. 15 to uh, between 15 and 18 years wow yeah. and uh, all three of you went there and all three went there as well yeah dang so, yeah. so you guys definitely had a head start on everybody else in that way that's mm. a that's pretty cool mm. uh, what what is it like going to a school like that um, with like the mix of volleyball do you like one of your classes is like volleyball in the morning or is it like at the end of the day like a normal school um, uh, I work there right now so I'm gonna oh nice okay I'm gonna speak for <laughs> yeah shout out yeah so um, so there's uh, there's no volleyball classes there's no like volleyball, volleyball educational classes you don't go from like math to volleyball to science no. to volleyball no or? it's just regular subjects like okay. uh, Norwegian English math mm-hmm. uh, second language and then electives whatever they are um, so you do stuff like that in the middle of the day before you go to school you have a workout usually starts at 7 till 9 or something then you go to school uh, you stay at school all day until three, and then at three you have another session. Huh. And um, after that's done, um, dinner served at the cafe that's on campus, so everything's real close. Wow. And uh, when you're done with that, you got the day off. You can do whatever. You can socialize with other kids that's going there. You can uh, go lift some weights, and then preferably do do homework. There's a lot of homework. In right. It in the Norwegian school system. Oh, really? So, uh, do you, and you guys live there, right? It's boarding. Yeah, it's, it's a boarding school. So you stay there, uh, alongside 70 other students, both boys and girls. Wow. And, uh, the coaches live there on the campus as well. And you're a coach right now. Yeah. When I'm at home, that's what I do. I, I coach there a little bit because our, um, our uncle, uh, Jetmund Bernson, he uh, he works her full time, but he can't be there all the time. So when he's not there, I take over. Okay, so that's how it works. Huh. So right now, our our mother is actually working there, and oh, our wow. younger sibling he is a first grader at that school. So oh really? There's another one. Yeah, but no, he's, there's, far, there's he's more. far behind. There's more. How many more are there? Uh, there's three more of us. So we're five siblings. And wow. One, yeah. And what are the ages? Anyone we have to worry about? <laughs> <laughs> 16, 13, and 12. Yeah. So uh, we have uh, Marcus. He's uh, number three. He uh, is a left-hander. He's, uh, he's going to be a uh, good one. He's going to be taller than both of us. So. Yeah, he's going to be but taller, he's but skinnier. he's definitely uh, weaker than us. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he still ha- has a lot, a lot, lot of muscles to, uh, to gain. What did you bench in first grade? Uh, yeah, I bench <laughs> a lot in first grade. <laughs> no, I was super skinny too, so yeah. look after Marcus. But uh, they're all super into volleyball, and uh, they, they want to become good good volleyball players as well. So, so it's going to be exciting to, to see how they're going to be in the yeah. future. Definitely. And then your father as well kind of started the volleyball for your family, right? Yeah, he, uh, he's our coach. But we, uh, like our, our mom, she played in the Olympics in Atlanta in 1996. Oh, wow. So uh, she was, was kind of the, the biggest uh, volleyball player in our family. But then our, our dad did more uh, the coaching. Uh, he also played a lot. Uh, he played like 100 games for the indoor national team in Norway. So he's also a really good volleyball player, but uh, that's also how we we got into the sport, and uh, we kind of grew up with it, and uh, we love it from the very first day. And uh, now we uh, we're uh, living the dream. We're gonna pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors. And Try and I are so stoked 
to partner up with Athletic Greens. Now, I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball, and Tri put us well over the 100,000-mile mark for the whole Sandcast family, and neither of us got sick a single time. All right, we were competing and traveling from February through November, and not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously there are a lot of factors in that, but the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day, is Athletic Greens. It is our one-stop shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road everywhere, and it is so delicious. All right, a lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth, put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is delicious, and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit to Athletic Greens for that. And my partner, Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on Athletic Greens, so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, we cannot recommend it enough. It, it's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day, which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're gonna be paying more than three bucks a day anyway, so you might as well just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over 100 bucks a day in vitamin supplements, and he decided to just found his own. And now we're on the, the 51st or 52nd iteration of Athletic Greens, and it is so good. And it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere. It, I, I actually was uh, led to Athletic Greens by the Tim Ferriss podcast. And then Joe Rogan also has it on his podcast. And between those two, you have 90% of the high performers in the world. And now they're here on Sandcast, keeping the boys healthy. Uh, so right now, for you, it's, it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people, okay? And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, and I'm going to say it again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com sandcast. All right, that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love, and Athletic Greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed. Whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008, 2009, I believe, we got 16 AVPs, 16. And then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next, and AVP America is just full, and we are just going to be playing with Wilson Volleyballs from now until November, guys. So get some Wilson Volleyballs. You can get 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code SANDCAST-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news from around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content, and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter. So if you ever miss any news, we got you covered. 
So if you want to get on that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com. And on the sidebar, there's an easy sign-up form. We would love to have you join the newsletter. It's not just Sandcast news. It is literally all the beach news, snow volleyball, grass volleyball, whatever's happening in the world of volleyball, we got you covered. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com to get your beach news today. Hey guys, how's it going? Wanted to take a quick second here to let you know about an awesome product that we discovered this offseason. It is called Eversun Lighting. Eversun Lighting is an extremely portable and versatile lighting system built for outdoor after dark activities such as beach volleyball. We used it in the McKibben format this year, had an amazing night match, which you probably saw on YouTube. The company is expanding quickly. They're on their third production model, and that unit is called the Apollo. That's the one you're going to want to get your hands on. It is made up of two LED lights, 100% lithium-ion battery-powered, 18,000 total lumens, and if you're going to carry it around, it's about the size of a snowboard case. Weighs 35 pounds, light head detaches from the telescopic mass, which goes from 5 feet all the way up to 20 feet high. That mast is ultra light and ultra strong made of carbon fiber. If you get two of these lights, they can light up a beach court easily. You get four of them, it's gonna be like a professional match. You also can swap out the batteries. Each battery will last about five hours. So these are extremely versatile. The Apollo units are currently being sold on pre-order because of there was so much success in the McKibben Foreman. Special pricing for pre-order and the early bird special goes through April 30th. You're going to want to go to eversunlighting.com and use discount code SANDCAST for your 10% off these lights. You will not regret it. Again, use discount code SANDCAST and you can have some of the best night matches of your life. Yeah, definitely. I wish I knew that story uh, when I went and played you in Christian in uh, Klagenfurt. I, me and Haydn got the draw, and we're like, oh, perfect. These 19 and 20-year-old Norwegian kids. Norway hasn't been known for being all that good. And you guys have had a few good teams, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Not, uh, not to your caliber right now that I know of. Mm. But, um, yeah, we drew you guys to go to, a, to, go to the quarterfinals, yeah. and ended up losing that that kind of sucked yeah that, i remember that game really well i had two aces to to finish the first set there and yeah you couldn't try do anything i was wrong. pissed come on i was a little aggro yeah. Yeah. definitely pissed no that was that was a really that was our first tournament together that was the breakthrough mm. yeah and uh we we had never uh played together before that tournament uh, we had like two or three practices prior to uh, to Klagenfurt mm. and uh, we won the two games in the qualification we won our pool and uh, we went on to the round three and lost against Canada 15-13 oh uh, yeah. yeah so that was a huge tournament and a huge mm. big breakthrough for us and uh, now everything has happened after and uh, mm. yeah it's kind of I'm glad it could be a stepping stone. (laughs) 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 It helped. I'm curious about this school. So was it indoor beach or was it a mix of both? Because I'm wondering like where where beach would have come in to the picture because Norway is not like, (laughs) it's not 85 degrees in October. (laughs) Exactly. It's a mix of both. And that was the reason I started because it was only indoor years before but then they men build uh indoor uh, indoor beach volleyball facility yeah okay so but that's three that, three courts yeah. and heated sand and uh really mm. the roof is really high the roof is like 50 feet yeah so you can play international games there and uh heated sand there's yeah a, there's gonna Whoa. be an international tournament there too yeah uh, there's gonna be a world tour one star there yeah. this uh in february, february. Yeah, we didn't oh, know wow. about this yeah. Yeah. Until, <laughs> until today <laughs> oh wow that's yeah sweet i mean one star, that's a start. Uh, yeah, that's a yeah, start. Yeah. start. Yeah. But it's, it's really important for the students there to uh, so they can see the level and uh, so they can yeah uh, get inspired. Right. For us, that was really important to have a tournament back in Norway uh, with the Stavanger Grand Slam. Right. Maybe we can talk about that later. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I have a feeling that you guys were both exceptional indoor players in your own rights too. What made you want to take the beach route over indoors? I always liked beach more 
because you're always touching the ball and you're always a bigger part of the game, I think. And you have they, didn't, to they didn't share the ball with you indoors? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, send <laughs> me, guys. <laughs> and so I think that's the main reason that I liked. And also you have to have all the skills. You have to do defense, digging, setting, and you have to have... Uh, yeah, all the skills. Yeah, and you gotta be strong mentally as well. Mm. You don't have a coach. You don't. You can't be be subbed. Mm. Uh, so you have to like stay in it mm. yourself, and uh, that's also a really yeah cool thing about beach volleyball. It's more uh, I don't know well rounded. Yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah, I felt the same way coming from indoors. I felt like I wasn't utilizing all my skills, mm-hmm. like. You're supposed to be specialized in, in indoor, and mm. I wasn't like the big hitter. So basically, I was just like the O2 who's covering, passing, passing not yeah. getting set that mm. much, and I wanted a little spotlight. Yeah. So yeah. I come out <laughs> to the beach. Now my partner has Who to doesn't set want me. That? Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, but I, I actually played uh, one year professionally in, in Belgium after uh, after uh, graduating from Toffoli, Norway. And uh, I got to try that lifestyle as well to play professionally indoor, and uh, I liked it. It was it was a lot of fun, and we had a really good coach. Uh, played at Noliko Mosaic, a really uh, well-known team in, in Belgium. League. Champions mm-hmm. League. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, team. So had a great time there. Learned a lot, but uh, just didn't feel that this was uh, the right for me. And uh, I saw Kristen and uh, Matthias. Uh, Traveling around the world and and yeah, playing the, the selfies, snapshots of, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of the beach in Brazil. They were having way I too much fun. I was super super jealous, so I wanted to do the same. Uh, so I jumped on that train the next year and uh, started playing with Christian and and Matthias. Mm. Last year was kind of like we were uh, rotating the three of uh, uh, right. three of us because mm. Hendrik was not there. He was he was injured. Mm. Do you think the the at least playing under that pressure it's a different pressure when you're playing indoors you know you're representing a club they're paying you you're Mm -hmm. under contract you think that the playing under those kind of pressures and in front of pretty big crowds as well i'm sure if it was champions league Mm -hmm. you think those pressures uh, help prepare you um for the beach definitely uh i i was fortunate to be able to like uh, play for uh, the youth national team in uh, like under 20 beach volleyball okay. uh, European championships. So you got to do both. So I, I got to do that before I went to uh, to Belgium as well. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of prepared for what the for the pressure there. Um, but I think we we learned a lot from the youth European championships and also the youth uh, world championships. Yeah. Uh, you have like a silver mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. um that definitely helped us a lot and uh, made us stronger mentally because it's uh yeah you feel you feel small uh, when you play in front of these uh, small crowds crowds and you have to like be be used to it right right so i think that actually helped me a lot you got to play up to the big crowds and then you mm. got to psych yourself up when there's a small crowd mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was going to say cuz i mean shoot to come out when you're as young as you guys are and, and be ready to compete on this level is, is kind of unheard of because mm-hmm. beach is an experienced sport and I think you mm-hmm. have to, usually you have to see the game flow and mm-hmm. experience the feel for the kinds of big hitters and power game and, and veterans with their shots and the way they can move the ball around. But you guys kind of came out and were fairly ready. Obviously, you've been training beach volleyball since you were mm-hmm. uh, younger because the top top volley that's what it's called mm-hmm. top volley school but what else do you think you guys did um before let's say that breakthrough match when you beat me and Hayden uh, <laughs> that's the breakthrough what, what do you think were, were like the big things that you guys did um growing up that kind of prepared you to compete right almost right away on on the world tour it took two seasons to get to number one in the world where you guys are at but you're obviously competing right away. Klagenfurt was probably one of the biggest tournaments in the world at that point. So mm. what do you think was kind of a, a big factor? Was it like you guys just watched a lot or studied it or mm. maybe you guys had great practice? I mean, you got your brother probably was beating up on you a bit when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anything come to mind? That's a hard question, but I think, uh, like Anders said, we have a lot of experience from youth yeah. tournaments and playing in 
like the finals and that kind of stuff. And also we have been watching like the stars like Ricardo and Dalauser since we were really young. So and you watch a lot of video or did yeah. you guys get to actually go to tournaments ever? We watched a little video, but also the Stavanger tournament is ah, right. one of, I think that's one of the reasons I starting to like, I want to play professional beach football. When I saw the world championship in, in Stavanger, I was like in love with this game, the crowd, right. the sport. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like so crazy. Um, but I also think we're kind of, uh, it's hard to explain, but when I play, I'm, if I get blocked, I just don't, or if I just, if I get blocked, I always think about why did I get blocked? I didn't, I'm just like just hitting and next time I also just hitting. I try to see what the blocker do and try to remember and try to learn from every, right. every part of the game. Uh, I think that's, we have an open mind to learn through every match and every yeah. training. Uh, we're we're no. definitely good when it comes to uh, like communicating mm. and uh, making good plans and uh, trying to like see see the whole game and not follow like one tactic from the start. Mm. We we try to uh, just see how every game goes and and uh, like uh, adapt to to it. Mm. And also, I think it helped a lot that we talked a lot of volleyball when we were at home uh, with our parents. We discussed many different things. So. That kind of prepared us to uh, mm. to these tough matches, um, and also we're we're really we're two really calm guys, and we uh, we match each other uh, very well there. And uh, it's easy for us to 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 get along on on the court, and uh, that chemistry is really I think that's really important. Mm. And uh, we are we're we're smart volleyball players. We we know a lot of things and we have watched a lot of uh, volleyball uh, in yeah. our life and also like on where we have been watching on YouTube but also like on on live when we uh, saw the players play in Stavanger and uh, around the world mm. that seems like a the the biggest factor that I don't know if people are missing but like when I see the success that you guys had there's a lot a lot of people watch especially you Anders like mm-hmm. physically you up the, at the net you're getting up it's pretty like, high maybe mm. higher than almost anyone in the world like mm. like the Phils and all those guys mm-hmm. and a lot of people might attribute it to that mm. a lot of your success but I think right there what you guys said that you guys mm. study the game and mm. constantly trying to learn that's probably the thing that's really pushing you guys over the top mm. um, yeah, we, yeah we always sure. try to develop and we we know that we can always improve our game and now even though we're number one in the world we have so much to to improve and mm. We want to to keep pushing our level, and uh, that's uh, our motivation as well. To uh, we want to see how good we can become, and uh, yeah, that's uh, we we want to push the the sport to mm. a higher level. How do you um, have you got? I mean, we still have one more event of this season, but how do you raise the bar, or set the bar for yourself going into uh, next year? I don't know if you've thought about it yet, or if you mm. want to, mm. but you know, yeah, I think. Uh, the greats are always able to, they don't need anyone to be chasing. They're mm. setting their own bar and keep racing, raising mm. their own bar. Mm. But I think that's a whole new challenge. So it might be a fun challenge for you guys coming up. Yeah, we, because we have always been pushing uh, against, uh, the, yeah, we, we have always tried to practice with the best uh, mm. teams that we can. And uh, now we, we are the best team. So now we have to like, find uh yeah we of course we have to try to practice with the, the other teams but uh i think that if we just uh, really focus on things to improve on practice i think that's going to be really a key to improve more and uh yeah, there's, there's, there's no a, recipe oh, there's a lot of good teams out there so there's always some teams that can challenge you on different things mm-hmm. and you just have to learn from each and every team you play against right mm. The first yeah, time, <laughs> I was hoping you guys would be cocky and thinking you're gonna be the shit next year and then go downhill. But that sounds like a pretty good mindset. Yeah. <laughs> the the first time that I'd really seen you guys play was when you were here in Huntington in May, and mm-hmm. you played John Mayer and Trevor Crab, and you knocked him out. And I asked John, I walked by him in the player set and just asked, you know, about you guys, and he said that Anders that he remo- reminded. Uh, 
him of Phil Dahlhauser, mm. which is like the highest compliment an American mm. can pay another blocker. And I know that you guys weren't quite at the level that you are now, just because it mm. took you like halfway through the season to start winning. I think Stad was your first win, mm. right? What was what's the difference between your game in Huntington when you were on the cusp of winning and in Stad where you went Sunday, 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 back to back to back and mm. won three in a row? Oh, it's. Uh, I feel like in May also we had some really good matches and I think the level kind of was there but I think the constant or the to maintain the consistency and contain the level over whole tournament we like we played good in the pool play first round we played good second round we can just lose against a team that was um, kind of the rank was better, worse than the opponent we beat yesterday and uh, I think that's the main thing this season that uh, last couple of months that we can uh, win the matches even though we are not playing our best and we can find a solution during the game to win to win the match. I think that's uh, one of the key points for uh, Al. This, uh, I went back and watched all of the matches that were available from Stad the other day huh. and so I started with your semifinal against Taylor. <laughs> And Jake and Christian, I kind of just want to start with that dig at, I think, what, 14, 13? Yeah. So Taylor has a cut shot for match. And, I mean, you guys were in a semifinal. And a Norwegian team hadn't won a beach volleyball medal since 97, in I think. Years. And yeah. so Andrew's yeah. like, that was, like, your whole life. <laughs> like, they hadn't won a medal. And you guys were right there, like, how do you stay mentally composed on a stage like that when you're in a spot that a Norwegian team literally hasn't been since you guys could talk? Mm. <laughs> That's crazy. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they didn't uh, think of that. No, <laughs> they would have thought of that. They probably would have gotten their heads. Yeah, we did not think about that at all. You can't think about that at all because then you, you will lose and, uh, or it's going to be harder to win for sure. Uh, you have to like... Stay your stay in your own bubble. You just don't gotta think. You just gotta do. Uh, at that point. Yeah. I like that. Mm. But uh, yeah, we uh, we we. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's difficult. But uh, I think we just uh, really just think about what we're gonna do out there, and not uh, we we don't think about the crowd. We uh, we don't think about what if we win and uh, what can happen if we win and everything about that. We we just think about our game and the next ball and what we're going to do um, and try to make a plan for every ball. Yeah. Uh, so we are really, when you, can, when you see the videos, we are really, really calm and really focused. Uh, and you, you, see, you see not that many emotions from us. We, uh, we are a team like that, but yeah. I think that, that also helps us. Uh, we also yeah, we, that. That's also why we're strong. Yeah. We also had a little bit of luck. That we also have a little, I don't know, that's a right good thing. Because I, uh, I usually don't dive like that. And <laughs> with my right hand, I think my eyes was almost closed. And I was like, <laughs> well, that was but a um, good one. Christian never touches his chest. To be if you study Christian's technique, you always dig a ball and then go on his, on his, his hands, hands or his elbows <laughs> and then on his knees. He will never touch... Sand he doesn't ball. want to get sand. Yeah. That ball, he was <laughs> all the way in the head. That was That was. I get I get nervous when I watch the video now. Like, <laughs> normally, I get more sandy than you on the, after the games. Like my my shirt can be like completely wet and full of sand. Kristen is like clean, super clean. It's <laughs> called smarter. Yeah, smarter. really. Yeah. I mean, that blows my mind because I remember. Hayden and I were opposite. He'd always look at me after, and I have no sand on yeah. me. But I'm a blocker. So yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. it's because I'm blocking balls. Yeah. Or, I don't know. But for a defender not to get yeah. sandy, that's yeah. some good footwork or something. Yeah, something. <laughs> Something's good. It's funny, though, that you mentioned how calm you were, because that was what I was thinking when I was watching your final against Herrera and Gavira, which, I mean, you guys went up, like, 18-11, I think, in the second, and it was really just, like, the rest of it was just a matter of time to want it and this is for like a gold medal and it looked like you guys it was like one to one in like just a random tournament and not three points away from like winning the biggest tournament of the year where do you get that mental composure from because like 
you know, I don't know how much you, AVP you guys watched or if you know Ed Ratledge, but so he had, he's been playing AVP for 20 plus years and he was in the finals in San Francisco and on match point, he was like bouncing around and jumping and you mm-hmm. could tell like how stoked he was to be so close to his first win and he ended up winning, but you guys, you treated it so differently and I mean, it worked for Ed and then this one worked for you guys. So where do you get this mental composure from? Cause that, that's gotta be tough to have so early in your young career. Yeah, I think that's something that's really special about us, that we have that, that mental composure and uh, that we can stay so calm in, uh, in tight situations. But I think uh, it, it just grows on us. Uh, yeah. when, when we, uh, we had a lot of confidence uh, in that tournament and we, we built a lot of confidence in that tournament and we used that confidence in the next tournaments. I think that's also why we did so well. But... Um, Kristen is is always ice cold when it comes to uh, the the tight situations. He he has always been like that, and he he loves to uh, get the side outs uh, when it's uh, close. Yeah. So that's think, why that's why I spike bad on the warm up, <laughs> <laughs> just because I wanted to get the serves. <laughs> uh, but I I have had a little trouble with it before. I um, I struggle a lot with uh, with closing games and. Uh, I I thought I was uh, I didn't like it, but now mm. I have gotten used to it, and I have uh, been in the situation many times, and many times, uh, or I have learned a lot. So I think we're just using our knowledge now to uh, and putting it putting it into our game. And uh, I don't know; it's uh, it's hard to find a question, no uh, answer on that question. But uh, I think that's uh, what I have to say. And winning winning one of the big tournaments is one thing, and you guys won back to back to back. Did it because that that's success that's really difficult to sustain, not just three tournaments in a row, but then a little bit later, you guys were back in the finals in San Jose in an equally loaded field. So, how do you continue to sustain that success without getting big headed and without sort of slacking off a little bit? Anders, you mentioned that your confidence rose with each one. Um, but still, I mean, you're playing against the best in the world, which, you know, Brower and Mewson can be to anybody. I think there's probably 10 teams on the world tour that could probably win any mm-hmm. given weekend. Yeah. Sustaining that had to be pretty difficult. I'm just curious, like, how did you stay mentally engaged that whole time? I think uh, short-time memory, maybe. Yeah. Like, I, for me, I don't think much about, like, the previous week or... Uh, I don't think about that we won the last tournament, that we are ranked higher than before. That's because um, it takes like three weeks for the FLDB yeah, to check to show up in your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. Three weeks delay and then it shows then up. Finished. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, for me, I don't think much about like the pure pre- previous uh, tournaments. And still for me now, when you tell me that you won like four tournaments around, I still almost can't believe it because it's, it's it's so crazy to win. If you ask me in May if anybody will win four tournaments in a row, yeah. I would say no. No, right. no teams will do that. Because the level in the FIV Tour is so good now. Teams from the qualifiers go to the semifinal finals. Just so, in the qualifiers they yeah, win. Yeah, win. exactly. In, uh, in Shanghai or something. Berlin. Oh, yeah. Berlin, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and also Qatar, did, they played the... Uh, <laughs> Qatar played the uh, qualification in Vienna and they got third or something. Right. So the yeah, level exactly. and it's so high. So, yeah, uh, oh, I don't know. I just we just play and uh, focus on playing and also you get confidence while you're winning and you're not thinking so much. You just play and it works. You're you just know. having fun. Mm. Like the the last uh, three tournaments, we just had a lot of fun and mm. we really enjoyed playing. And mm. uh, it's not been like it's been a struggle. Yeah, uh, before we were really grinding and uh, but now it's been like just fun and we enjoyed it and mm. uh, we, we were really relaxed. I think that's, that was huge. Mm. Nice. Um, Hendrik, what's your uh, year looking like in terms of, I know you were playing, you're, you're on the tour, you're kind of just helping out towards the tail end here. Your partner mm. is uh, nowhere to be found, is that? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't <laughs> he I don't know what he's doing. He's still in Norway. He's doing some indoor stuff. Ah, okay. I suspect there's some lady stuff going on, but we don't know yet. <laughs> we haven't confronted him about it. But there's, uh, always, a, there's always a lady. <laughs> yeah, when you're missing. <laughs> but we, uh, it's off season for us. Um, 
Uh, he had an injury in the Norwegian Championships that's kind of been nursing since. He didn't feel that ready to play here. Mm-hmm. And I'm nursing my uh, ankle injury that I got uh, when I was playing in Hawaii uh, one and a half years ago. So we're just taking a little break now, taking some time off because there's no rush for us. It would just have been this Las Vegas tournament right. for us to play in anyways. But you guys are trying to go full-time next year, right? Oh, yeah, we are. Um, we we went to all the same tournaments as these guys this year and had a pretty busy summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we will go 100% going into next year. And you guys are all um, going to Spain or Tenerife? Is mm. it, yeah. uh, we go to the season? same training camps. It's usually in Tenerife, which is south, some islands. Canary uh, Islands. Canary Islands, south of Spain, outside of Africa. And a lot of teams go there, right? A lot right. of European teams go there. Right. It's like their, their main practice grounds. And, I wouldn't uh, mind checking that out one day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying always create, welcome. I'm trying to create the, uh, the Hawaii off-season uh, training, training camp. camp. But uh, it's and you, not quite you know we're yet. you know we're always down for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys will be one of the first calls. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, since you're a local boy, of course. Yeah. You, know, well, you got to have someone that speaks a little pigeon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> translator. Yeah. Exactly. Translator the game. <laughs> and I uh, so this past winter I covered the Winter Olympics, so like half my stories were about Norwegian Winter Olympians winning gold mm-hmm. medals. And now you guys are taking over the beach, too. <laughs> is, is there anyone who's bad at anything? Snow in volleyball. Norway? Snow volleyball is the next thing. Well, like, uh, team sports. We discussed this earlier outside of the podcast, but, like, team sports with big teams are hard to do in Norway because we're not that many people. So what we tend to do is specialize into individual sports. Mm-hmm. Most, most winter sports are usually individual. There's not a lot of team sports. Um, team sports involving more than like five people it's hard to do like soccer we're not soccer is popular in Norway like Christian said but we're not too good in soccer our traditions are not too good because I I don't really know why but because it's freezing half the time yeah well that doesn't help either (laughs) we actually have uh, we're really good at handball in Norway but it's not a big Um, sport but we're we're pretty good at Handball is cool. That's a really cool it's, sport. It's a cool sport. It's really fun to watch. I remember when I played in Turkey, they would be handball practice after our mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's like, that does not exist in the US. Most people that are listening probably don't know what that is. No, no, they're probably confused. It's like <laughs> indoor soccer, but with your hands. Yeah, it's like kind of like basketball, too, because yeah, okay. you dribble yeah. the ball. Yeah. I guess I just explained basketball. And then, <laughs> you have to dribble, though? You yeah, you have, take to, like, you have to dribble the ball. You can take like two steps, two steps. more steps. Yeah, right? yeah. if you if you do three, you're you're gonna get cold. Okay, two steps. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, and kind of like water polo in a sense, because right. you have that goal that you're trying to aim at, and you go like. And you have the guards. Indoor yeah. soccer, basketball, wrestling, water polo, and also wrestling because they, they, they like wrestle each other. It's it's a it's pretty, pretty rough game. Yeah. It's a pretty rad it's a sport, sport. Yeah. and it's like hockey because you're in the in. It's like boarded off, right? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not boarded yeah. off. Oh, it's not. But you can get penalties, like two minutes. Yeah, two minutes penalties oh, okay. if you do mm. some bad stuff. Mm. Well, what about hockey in Norway? You guys got to be good at hockey, right? Decent. It's improving. Yeah, it's decent. We yeah. have some players in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, Mats Sakarello for the. New York Rangers, Rangers is mm. that it? Uh, it's right. good, but cool. it's like also winter sport. So Norway, in Norway, we we use a lot of funding. A lot of funding goes to winter sports, yeah, but yeah. not to the summer sports that much. But right. uh, there's been a trend in recent years. Uh, there's been some good athletes uh, in the summer sport arena, like uh, track and field. Track and mm. field and rowing. Mm. Uh, rowing is also. Mm. Right on. Good. What other sports did you guys play growing up? I know that you mentioned you were big into soccer yeah. for a while. Is is basketball big? Like, what are some other, or is it just like volleyball is kind of is that number one over there? For us, yeah. Yeah, I played soccer and uh, well, I know it's you, you, you played a no, or you did a little uh, track and field. Didn't uh, you? Track and field was maybe five months, I think, because oh, okay. my father was. Uh, High, high jumper, yeah, high jumper and uh, diathlon, no, the uh, the decathlon, 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 yeah, decathlon, yeah, I don't know, yeah, yeah, whatever, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's that's the sport I've been doing. 
Yeah, and also for us, uh, we we all, of course did some soccer, but uh, we come from a really small village. Like we uh, we have five hundred inhabitants. Uh, wow. In our in our uh, village, so it's super small, but really beautiful. Just like surrounded by forest. <laughs> And beach volleyball courts, forest and fjord and mountains, and uh, we actually wow. have like we have uh, six beach volleyball courts in uh, What's in our the town. town called Strandvik. Strandvik. Yeah. Okay. So Strand has to be. Uh, we have to we have to live a place where you call where where it's called Strand or the top volley uh, school. Sand. It's uh, it's at Sand. The the town the, the, is called Sand. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> No, we we didn't do that much uh, other sports. Well, we we tried. Uh, we did some tennis. There's like tennis mm. courts in our hometown, and we played a lot of uh, bandy. Is that what you call it? Bandy. Oh yeah. Uh, bandy. Floorball. Bandy. Floorball. Floorball. I think. Floorball. Uh, I don't know. Land hockey. I don't know if we have that. Oh, like uh, like roller hockey. <laughs> it's like land hockey. It's land hockey, but it's smaller. Oh, field hockey. Field hockey. Oh, okay. There we go. I think. Yeah, uh, I think it's like exclusively plays that anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, field hockey's big for girls on the East Coast. Oh, really? It's, yeah. So it's like but field hockey if... for girls and lacrosse for men. Yeah. Right? Oh, Something okay. like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, but I'm it's, like, it's like field hockey indoors on a smaller. Uh, okay. Smaller court. We did. Yeah, we did some some of that stuff and good cardio. Yeah. No, no, no winter sports really. We didn't do much winter sports. We're never good at that. Or yeah, Henry. Uh, Henry. <laughs> I was Henry hated skiing because he, <laughs> he couldn't get the the hand of it. But yeah, I was just curious because basketball is probably the biggest crossover sport that you see between the volleyball players now. Like a lot of the old school guys, like Mike Dodd was a professional basketball player, and then before he switched over to volleyball. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of that in yeah, the U.S. Yeah. So I was curious if mm-hmm. if there was any trend overseas. Yeah, you have Buttinger um, and you have Jefferson here. Um, <laughs> Luke Walton. Yeah, Luke Walton. Um, you know, I think um, Samoylovs, Alexander Samoylovs played basketball. He, he played basketball. A lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he played pro as well, right? Like, maybe, sure. maybe a little been, bit. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I think basketball is kind of big in Latvia. Yeah, yeah. in the Baltic in Norway is Basketball right. is really small. Yeah, and volleyball and beach volleyball is also not very big sport, so it's on the rise. Yeah, I know you guys haven't been home in a while, but what is it like coming home now? I mean, are you almost like Norwegian celebrities now when you come back home? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's been a lot more media attention than ever before, and uh, mm-hmm. we can feel that we are more uh, more famous than than before. <laughs> <laughs> they can be, you can see people recognizing us on the street. Um, Wow, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, but it's it's not like a life changer or anything. Uh, yeah. we we're, we're still uh, down to earth people, and we uh, we don't take off by any means. So uh, I think that's that's really important for us. Well, there's only 500 people in your town, so <laughs> yeah, <it's>, yeah it, <laughs> you just gotta go up one Instagram post, yeah, and uh, exactly. everyone's gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> now we called you boys here for a while, um, and then you have a flight to Vegas to catch. Is there anything else that you want to bring up or talk about? Make sure that we, we chatted about before we let you get up and uh, hopefully make a final in Vegas. Well, we can ask you uh, try how it is to be back on the Ooh. tour. Ah, yeah. It's quite we're, nice. We have been talking. We have Coming been talking off enough. Of a win. A win. Yeah, exactly. A win in China. Yeah, that's I'm, huge. I might just call it here. <laughs> just end right there, and my win percentage is. Yeah, great. right now you're number one in the world on the Olympic. Uh, Olympic yeah. Yeah. It feels pretty good. I might yeah, pull yeah. out of Vegas and go through the whole off season. Actually, no, then I would lose it. Uh, no, it's it's been pretty awesome. I've spent a lot of time sitting here and hanging out with Travis and (laughs) a lot of times in this room actually my living room and dining area when I wasn't playing and doing a lot of talking so it's been Mm. fun to do do the walking instead of the talking now Mm. and um it's pretty crazy how familiar it feels out there I've said that a few times Mm. where it's like Mm. you'd think at taking two years off you you go out there and be like oh crap like it's too fast Mm. and but just watching, and it's kind of like you guys growing up. You guys said you watched a lot, and then it seems like by the time you got to the world tour, it was mm. it's natural. Were, yeah, it's natural. You're mm. used to the pace, and uh, yeah, for me, I kind of just feel like staying close to the sport, watching, being talking like this on the podcast, and uh, doing the broadcasting uh, helped me a lot. And um, man, it's it's a lot, a lot more fun now. Yeah. It was it was for sure some somewhat depressing times not playing and not I being an imagine. athlete anymore but 
um, it's been fun and it's crazy. Like last time I played, you guys were in like your coming out mm. game, and mm. then now next time I play, you guys are the top team in the world. Yeah. Like what the, <laughs> what the hell happened while I was gone? <laughs> um, no, but I'm excited, and and the world tour is like you said earlier, it's probably the best it's ever been. So mm. I'm excited to, uh, you know, we want a three star, which is I'm not going to downplay that at all it's it's a world tour event and it's a tough one as well sure but i'm excited to get out and start playing against all the four or five star players like mm -hmm. you guys in vegas and uh i'm sure hendrick will be right there next year we'll all be battling and uh it, it's It'll really be a fun. fun season yeah. yeah i'm excited for next season for mm -hmm. sure Maybe some, uh, oh, well, first, I mean, we all got to just go take care of Vegas. And yeah. Yeah. there's probably not a better place to end the year than in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's true. And you guys are both 20, or you're 21, 22. 22. So you Pretty guys fun. are all clear. We're all good. Made a little extra money in the World Tour <laughs> final. You might want to look that, look that one up and see how much they made in that one. They're, they're going to have a good party in Vegas, for <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks on us. <laughs> All right. Oh, perfect. All right. You said it. Andrew, Andrew. I'm not spending my money on other people. I said it for both of us. I'm not gonna take that bill alone. <laughs> Bottle service. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. What What other uh, kind of uh, things stood out to you guys this year on tour? Just having fun, enjoying. I know you guys mm -hmm. said Hawaii was was a good one. And mm -hmm. oh yeah, something else we gotta talk about is is your guys. YouTube page. Oh, yeah. uh, you're doing a video right now. We'll see what, what you guys come up with that. Um, and we'll have to have our listeners go check that out. But um, I think it's been pretty cool. Obviously, I've been doing stuff on the side, media-wise, um, that I want to continue now that I'm a player. But you guys started a YouTube page that's been pretty successful and pretty popular mm -hmm. while you're playing. Um, talk a little bit about that and why you're doing it and mm -hmm. what you're doing and um, how people can follow along. I've yeah. been, I watched the Hawaii one the other day. You guys did a vlog about your trips around, like mm -hmm. what you were talking about, your trip around Oahu, which I thought was very entertaining. Nice. Kristen, mm -hmm. you want to do a... <laughs> no, I'll, I'll take you. Their names, Sir Hendrick, their names like are the Beach Volley Vikings, yeah. which I love because everybody knows yeah, I'm check a it out, Vikings yeah. fan. And, and Anders just had my... My Minnesota Vikings helmet on. Yeah, I'm just hired as an actor. This yeah, we were, we were talking about it earlier. Hendrik and Anders, um, they run the camera, and uh, Christian's the face guy. Yeah, he doesn't worry about that. He's, no. he's the actor. Yeah, he's better in front hired of the in camera. It's only acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's only acting. No, we, uh, we started this YouTube channel uh, quite recently. We, uh, we did a lot of uh, vlogs in Norwegian before. Uh, because we just wanted to show our oh, just lifestyle. Not, not vlogs, but just like videos. yeah, like travel practice, travel videos, practice diaries. Mm -hmm. We would call them travel videos and stuff mm -hmm. uh, for for our Facebook page because we we have been on Facebook for a while and that was like our audience because it's but it's only like the Norwegian people that go on there uh, to watch. So we wanted to expand it to reach more people, and so we decided to do them in English, like the same stuff that we did, and also put a little more work into it. Right. We got a, we got a better camera. We learned how to edit videos, and it just like grew from there, kind of. And now, it's something that's a part of what we do, because uh, the media stuff is is really important um, for uh, for a beach volleyball. Right. There's, there's not that much coverage. You don't get that much coverage. Right. Uh, we don't have the, a, media. the ESPN no. covering us every day like other sports do. So we need to do it ourselves. For sure. Exactly. So. Yeah, we we want to we want to grow the sport and we want to uh, make the sport bigger in Norway and also like in in the whole world, and uh, we we really love this lifestyle, and we think it's uh, something a lot more people can uh, uh, have a relation to. Um, something we want to share. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, I think the potential for beach volleyball in the future is really big because it's a spectacular sport. And uh, I think it's uh, really important that we are doing what we're doing with the YouTube channel, the McKibbins, what they're doing with the YouTube channel, what mm -hmm. you guys are doing with the podcast. I think we just have to really cooperate together and uh, uh, try to make the sport bigger and now, uh, now more visual. Now we just need some big investors. Yeah. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> anyone out there? <laughs> 
So if you if you know any big investors who, uh, <laughs> that wants to actually help a sport, a, a Olympic sport, the athletes are on links board. Are, yeah. Links are below. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's huge. And I think it's really important. And it also sets, uh, you know, McKibben's doing it, you guys doing it, mm-hmm. us doing something of that nature. It's just, you know, uh, Melissa from Canada, mm-hmm. she started doing something, mm-hmm. Kelly Reeves. And I think it's starting a trend, especially for the up-and-coming athletes. Mm, it's kind sure. of setting a standard of yeah. we need to get ourselves out there and mm. promote ourselves, do a little work outside of volleyball, even though we are very busy. Mm. Um, just what needs to be done. And it, it's going to help the sport grow, but it, we're also going to make a much better living in the long run, mm-hmm. I think, because people have more access to us. And mm. um, Yeah, like, like you said, like if we can collaborate, everyone that is doing it can collaborate like we are today. We're, we're doing a video and an audio version of it. Um, sky's the limit. I was yeah. talking the other day, like, dreaming, like, we could be, like, surfers and just get paid to not even be on tour yeah. and just travel the world yeah. and make videos. Yeah. So that's we'll, the, that's we'll, the life after uh, the beach volleyball career. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the, the goal. Sure. Yeah, you guys need to, for sure, uh, everyone check, check out their YouTube page, uh, Beach Volley Vikings. Yes. And... Um, what about you guys' personal pages, Instagram, or like how can people follow you personally? If some, uh, someone was more attracted to one of you than the other, then they can maybe uh, just follow you individually. We'll, we'll, send, them, we'll send them Christian's way. Yeah. <laughs> Christian's oh. big on Instagram. Yeah, uh, my name is Cr- Christian Sorum. <laughs> there it is, right oh. on. <laughs> Desperate. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> no, but uh, we we post a lot on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our main page, and uh, we have gotten a lot more followers this year than ever before. I think we both gained like almost ten thousand. Uh, so, but we we don't say no to more followers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sponsors like that. And uh, speaking of sponsors. Those of you who are listening and not watching this, these boys are now wearing Red Bull hats. They uh, they weren't hat guys before, so their look is definitely different, but <laughs> they're both repping Red Bull uh, real well now. And, and as you know, if you know the sport, uh, only the elite athletes get that sponsorship. So congrats on that, boys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Uh, I think uh, what, the Dutch boys, Phil Dahlhauser... The Dutch team is number two in the world, right? So yeah. So uh, Red Bull now has the top two teams mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. plus Phil Dahlhauser, Nikolai Lupo, Krasilnikov, Lupo. they have Bruno and Rausen. Uh, yep. Pretty much all the top guys. Get the whole world covered. They, yeah. they picked yeah. their spots. Yeah, they <laughs> I thought it was cool, too, because um, not a whole lot of people know that Red Bull, you can't buy their hats. That so when you see someone wearing a Red Bull hat, that that means they're a signed athlete or mm-hmm. endorsed by them. Mm-hmm. I remember I saw you guys in San Jose, and that lady that was like, "Where'd you get those hats? They're yeah. awesome!" Uh, right. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> Can't get them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty genius, actually. Yeah, they're good at marketing. Yeah, mm-hmm. same as the um, you know the the tri <laughs> the hats. They're really hard to come by. Uh, actually, no, um, they're just patches. <laughs> anyone that wants one can have one. <laughs> Uh, Hendrik, what? Uh, how can people follow you? Well, I need more followers than these guys, so it's just <laughs> at Hendrik and more. These you guys go. have uh, thousands of thousands of followers. Yours is more entertaining, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, you it's, have the third it's, person. It's more. It's more genuine. Ah, okay, it's more perfect. genuine. <laughs> There's more like business, like now. Oh, the big time, yeah. big time Red Bull guys. Yeah. I'm more casual, <laughs> so go follow that if you. If you want to, you're into some pigeons and go follow him. Yeah, yeah the Norway, the Norway, the Norwegian Hawaiian. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's like opposite of Hawaiian Viking. Viking, I like that. Viking. Um, last comments. So you guys, um, at the end of every show, we we kind of ask um, if you guys. What's our question? If you guys could give advice to. An up-and-comer or another avid beach volleyball fan, uh, what would your advice to those youngsters be? My advice would be just have play a lot and have a lot of fun when you're playing. Don't be too serious. Just uh, learn the game by having a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same as Kristen. Uh, it's really important to have fun and 
if you're having so much fun that you want to like become professional, you're gonna t- take that step eventually. I think so. Uh, just play a lot and try to uh, yeah, bring your friends with you and uh, try to get more people into <laughs> into volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> No, but just uh, try to uh, just have have a lot of fun and uh, yeah, just watch on the lungs. It's a great lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, no. A lot of promotion in this <laughs> video. Watch our vlog. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Um, no, for me, just um, just watch some video on these on these guys. Like that's we we also post uh, their games. Um, with uh with the pauses cut so it's just like 20 play minutes. after play after play yeah that's the and, way to watch uh, i've made a lot of use of that i appreciate it yeah, yeah. <laughs> appreciate the editing. so uh, if you want to like uh we we post all of our games or so almost all of our games and it's it's great learning from these guys these guys are uh, great athletes and uh, they have some of the best technique in the game so check them out for sure yeah Alrighty. Yeah, we appreciate you guys hanging out. I know it's been a whirlwind of the past month and a half here in the U.S., so thanks for taking the time to hang out with us. I know you guys have been doing a ton of media stuff, too. You hung out with the McKibbins for a little bit. I saw the other day. Mm-hmm. I know Volleyball Mag has a big feature coming out before Vegas, so thanks for the time. Good luck out in Vegas. So far, this has been the Good Luck Podcast. I mean, Try came out and got a win. We credit the podcast entirely. Even Trevor's getting wins. (laughs) (laughs) Never Trevor. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks, boys. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the trip in the U.S. and good luck out in Vegas. Thanks for having us. Shoot. Shoot. Shoot.